Hey everybody, welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And as usual, this episode is brought to you by Haggerty and Rainier Beer. Oh yes. Well, I mean... The perfect thing on a long Monday. Well, I mean, Rainier Beer can be drank from a glass. <laughs> well... <laughs> with ice and whiskey yeah <laughs> <laughs> and nothing but the best yeah how so, are you dan oh pretty good things pretty good? are things are busier than ever well. we have a couple things to start this episode off we do have a guest today but before we get to that yeah yeah, yeah. Gonna, we'll get, yeah, to, we'll get yeah. to that guy here in yeah. the corner it's just yeah know your role <laughs> so we got a review we have, we have several reviews. We have several reviews, yeah. but this one is my favorite so far. Okay. It's so positive. I was so excited to find a good local-based automotive podcast. Keep up the fantastic work, guys. Two stars. <laughs> so two out of five stars. Right now, I, w- I want to say it. I didn't rehearse it, but I'm rehearsing the, uh, uh, the Taken. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> but I will find you. <laughs> like, thanks for the review yeah. that you thought we were so great, but only worth two stars. <laughs> you know, I think we need to do something about that, Dan. Yeah, we do. I, th- I think, uh, one, we need to know who this is so we can send out our massive amount of tens of fans to find this person and just make them change the stars. Remember that scene from Jalen Time Off Strike Back? Absolutely, <laughs> where they get the whole... They every, get all every, the money. Are <laughs> you blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then, did you write Jalen Silent Bob? Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I think I think it is time for a we'll call it a comment uh, competition. Yes, a review competition. A review competition. And so because not, we're not beneath doing that. No, we're not. And we're not everywhere. I mean, we we are, but I mean, nobody really reads Spotify reviews. Nobody reads like the random places you get your podcast reviews. What we want is I couldn't believe how hard it was fi- hard to leave a review. Like I went to look for our reviews on on iTunes. Like it's especially on the apps, it's not easy. Like you got to scroll to the bottom and it's yeah, just it's kind all of a pain. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. it's Apple. <laughs> Personal statement brought to you by Dan Putnam. It's the competition. <laughs> Loyal Microsoft employee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What are you yeah, thinking? So we're going to do a contest. Okay. So leave us a review on Google or iTunes, uh, okay. Google Podcasts or iTunes. I think it's Apple Podcasts now. Whatever it is, this flavor of the week, they call it. But leave us a review, and we're going to find the best one coming up over the next few months or whatever. When we get a really good one. We're going to give it two months. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give it two, two months. Two or three months, somewhere in there. Two or three months. Absolutely. Yeah. So get in there, give us some reviews, and if they don't suck, we will send you some swag. Yeah, we, we, we've got a couple of packages we're going to put together. One's a swag package, and one of them's going to be, and actually, if you're not a member of Drivers Club, you're going to be able to come see a live broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. So remember, remember, if it's inappropriate, they will take it down, not us. We don't take down reviews. Absolutely. Like, it's, not, it's not up to us, but if you leave like a bunch of profanity, we don't they won't know how post to, it. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, so, but get creative, because creative reviews are the best reviews. I left one. <laughs> It says it's a it's a pleasure to be on Dan's podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but I gave it five stars, so it's okay. So I mean, it's uh, you know, it, oh, it has to be four and a half. Best podcast I have ever. <laughs> dot dot dot. I have to say, as Dan's best friend, it's a pleasure to be on his <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know who left that, but it feels like they really know it. Really, really know the vibe of this podcast. <laughs> so uh, you know. <laughs> yes. I tried to put my name in as Winston Churchill, but it wouldn't let me. So. <laughs> Just to give it some flavor and some history, <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, definitely we're gonna we'll run it for about two months. Uh, we'll run it till the end of uh, March, end of March, and then we're gonna go. Dan yeah. and I are gonna go through. We're gonna do an episode where we read comments because I it's one of my favorite things. Yes. Um, that being said, if you if you've left a comment and you have questions for us or you have show ideas for us, 
please go to our website, and then and you, there's there's a, a place on the website where you can either go to info at Rain City Supercars. Yeah, you can just leave feedback on the website. And leave feedback on the website or send us messages. We love getting that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's fun to – and we'll read them. We're going to make a little extra time at the beginning of the show. Some of us will learn to read, then we'll read them. Yes. <laughs> I'll send you the Hooked on Phonics videos. Uh, we got this. It's going to work for me. Yeah. But send us questions. We'll read them on the air. Um, we'll make it more of a regular thing in our segments and our podcast to address the audience and address questions. And we do love questions. Uh, next thing, we're hi- kind of hiring. By hiring, I mean not paying, but we're hiring. <laughs> we're hiring a volunteer. We will... don't even work here. I know. Oh, okay. You might get free Rainier <laughs> you might. if you're old enough. If yeah. not, we would never do that. Yeah. Um, but we need an intern, somebody who wants to do take some extra time to edit the podcast. Uh, things are ramping up. We're busy. This is uh, We have full-time jobs beyond this. We have very little time, and I need somebody who decides that they want to spend a couple hours a week looking at our episodes and editing out some background noise, getting rid of some heavy breathing when we get excited, things like that. It's not just when we get excited. But I yeah, know. okay. Yeah, or so. we walk up the stairs. <laughs> or we walk up the stairs, <laughs> or we walk to get whiskey, or we sit too long. <laughs> Winding can happen at many moments, so it's fine, yeah. No, yeah, I, um, you know, Dan and I, uh, unfortunately... Um, have real jobs that we have to do um we love doing this but it is something that uh we're looking for somebody to join the team yeah um, so if you have any audio experience that would be great we modify we can you can use reaper i can teach you how to use the basics but uh it's not that difficult but it is time consuming uh, but it is a fun job too we do have a great time doing this podcast and if somebody is interested if one of our listeners wants to say to step up and give their give it a shot let me know shoot us an email at info at rain city supercars and we will try and get you set up uh, I think that's about it. All housekeeping matters are now taken care of. Yeah. I motion for the guest to be brought in. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some guy with us today. His name's Jeff. Yep. Jeff Evans is... Oh, Jeff Evans is a lot of things. <laughs> he's he's a YouTube guy. He's done a ton of amateur rally. He's a downhill... Uh, Bicyclist person, not one of those people you want to run over in the street. Downhill bicyclist person. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's, almost like, it's almost like he mountain bikes. Yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, downhill mountain bike person. I had to. I had to try and expunge every negative thought I had about bicycles on the road I, uh, and just like get that out of my head. I had like, to no. stop laughing when like, well, he's an amateur. I'm like, this will be interesting. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I feel like I've infiltrated by like having being a bicyclist on a on a podcast. No, you're. The, you're off the road, so it doesn't count as much. I, the only thing I can think of is that sketch with the bicyclists and the red and green wire <laughs> from Top Gear, where they're doing oh, the, yes, yes. the bicycle <laughs> yeah. red and green, know Absolutely. the difference. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Man, it, it, and you know what's funny is I posted that as a joke once. I said it was some joke, and oh my god... It, Facebook I, that, you blew talk about up. Hate mail. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you would think I would have said like a racial slur or something. Like the amount of people who did not get the joke, and it was specifically targeted at a friend of ours, yeah. our previous sponsor, M Squared Fitness, actually, who is a big bicycle person. Okay. So it was a joke targeted at him, but I'm pretty sure people wanted to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> there was one gentleman we had that came on and was like, "You don't understand. I'm a cyclist and an automotive enthusiast, and this is offensive." I'm like, "Well, then you didn't read it right." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Nick used to be a downhill mountain biker. Yeah, I was like, it's yeah. like all of us group, but we have good friends that run that have their own. Race team. I'm like, uh-huh. you guys really don't understand. I rode bikes <laughs> when you just had a heavy bike and you pointed it downhill and just got there as fast as you could Right. with Cannondale. But other than that, you know. <laughs> I've had knows? two bicycles my entire life. And I was like, this is stupid. It has no motor. <laughs> <laughs> You're the motor, Dan. You're the motor. That was the problem. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Well, you know, what do you do? It's a very unmotivated motor. It really is. <laughs> well, if you're going downhill, it's an unmotivated motor. <laughs> to be out of out of fuel, but no. Thank you for joining us, Jeff. Um, we, you know, we've been working long and hard to uh, to get you on here, and I really appreciate you taking time because I know it's you've got a busy life just like us. Well, I, um, I definitely appreciate you guys bringing me on. I, yeah. Uh, when I heard you guys were going to have me on a podcast, I went back through and listened to as many of the podcasts as I had time to I'm do. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> makes, that, that makes one out of three. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but no, it's a it's humbling to actually be here and, and be in, in company of the previous guests that you guys have had on this do on this podcast. Do you do you have a head injury today? You yes, you're actually. He's a bicycle rider. He's a, <laughs> did you fall? <laughs> yeah. Pushed so. into a ditch, actually. Oh, that works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it happens. That happens to me a lot, and I'm never on a bike. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and the funny thing is, is most, most mountain bikers, most bicycle enthusiasts in general are car people. Like, there's most of our, we have a ton of car people that do both a lot. Like, that's yeah. not a strange crossover at all. Well. Yeah, if you go to, like a, like, a mountain bike race or a cyclocross race and just walk through the parking lot, like, it, it's it's kind of amazing how many people are are into both disciplines. Yeah, they, they really enjoy cars and they really enjoy bikes and and they just kind of like do both. Isn't Doug Perry one of those guys that yeah, like puts on is. a bunch of spandex and goes out he and like is. with other men and does frivolous things on the road? <laughs> <laughs> something like that i don't know what it is you know, he's just all about the spandex spandex and crotch pads yeah <laughs> man diapers yeah <laughs> doug i'm just jealous because you look better in spandex than i do and it takes a 10 times more spandex to cover me so uh, <laughs> doug's sitting here sorry but uh, no thank you for coming like i said again um you if people don't know um it, it, besides your normal job, you do downhill mountain biking, you, and then you have a, a successful YouTube channel, um, Throttle Grotto, right? Throttle Grotto, yes. That's who, Grotto. Grottle. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nick's the the whiskey drinking. hasn't even kicked in yet. <laughs> I know. But, but that's not – and we're going to touch on that a little bit later, but what we really want to touch on is, is your racing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, – Primarily what I do is rallycross, and okay. it's kind of like a, it's a niche sport, really. It's, it's kind of the gateway drug for racing to get into, like, rally sprint and then uh, stage rally. Um, so for people that don't know, rallycross is basically autocross on dirt. So much more fun. Yes, and way more Won't fun. Don't you do like anything on pavement? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, you line up you know, line up at the start line. You have pointer cones, you know, and everything is time cumulative. So, you know, you lose two seconds for hitting a cone, ten seconds for missing a gate, and then your score accumulates throughout the day for every run. And at the end of the day, the person with the shortest time wins their class. Interesting. I mean, I've seen it, and it's and it's one car at a time, correct? Yes. Uh, well, they they usually do like a like a dirt spacing, you know, so you, you can run things a little bit quicker, but there's usually like a 30-second gap, you know, for a dust window. Sure. And then, uh, so you don't have cars. Kind of like the way they start rally, too. I mean, yeah. I keep thinking about, like, I, and I know that the rally stages and, and, and have become huge in the in the X Games and things like that, and I was watching, it wasn't even X Games, and they were they were starting four cars at a time on a, on a closed dirt track. I was watching the Ken Block Jim Gymkhana series on Amazon, and they were doing it, and I had never seen that sport before where they were doing that. So it was, it's curious. Yeah, and the rally cross that they do on TV is a little bit different. Okay. Um, so, yeah, rally cross on TV, they're lining everybody up, and it, it's a it's a legit, like, car against Mad car race. Mad sprint for the first turn, yeah. Exactly. Like grassroots rally cross, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, uh, like SCCA, like, environment. It's, you know, you against the clock, and you're really just trying to run the cleanest laps you can and not hit cones and, uh, you know, have the best time at the end of the event. 
Very cool. Very cool. How long have you been doing that? Uh, this will be my third season of doing Rallycross. Okay. Um, and there's a great organization out here in the Northwest, uh, Northwest Rally Association. Good name for it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, yeah. kind of works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they believe much do. of the imagination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a stitching club. <laughs> cross stitch. Croquet, actually. Croquet and croquet. cross stitch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, full contact croquet. Absolutely. <laughs> I would watch that. Boy, that'd be a great job. Yeah. That would be. I used actually. to play one arm croquet where you had to have a drink in one hand. Never mind. Okay. I don't know. I just like the idea. He was doing so well until he was hit with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so many sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you even get into that? Uh, so I, it was kind of on a challenge. I was told that I should race rallycross, and at the time I didn't have a vehicle to do it. The person I was talking to was like, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you just race the Prius?" And I'm like, "Okay, this is the best <laughs> use for a Prius ever." <laughs> so I was driving a Prius C it's at the tied time with the black rifle coffee guys with the 50 cal on top of it. But race other than it that, in yeah. the dirt or put a gun on it. Absolutely. <laughs> So they put a Hemi in one too, so that works. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the drag yeah. Prius. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Um, so I had a Prius C at the time that I was just dailying. Uh, it was just a cheap car to daily, and uh, they were like, "Yep, you should race the Prius." And it's like, "Huh? All right, I just got called out. I guess I can. I, I'll do it." So proper response. Yep. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so I put. Uh, I took the snow tires I had and put them on it, and put a skid plate on it, and went out to uh, the first event I did was uh, a dirt fish. Um, so we got to race at Dirtfish. Uh, kind of got a feel for how things worked off-road. I think I got third. Uh, it was like fourth place at the first event I went to uh, out of like 10 guys. While shocking everybody. Like, oh, so Prius just me? <laughs> 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 um, so the next event that I went to was uh, West Coast Nationals, which was also at Dirtfish. And uh, we had uh, uh, one of the competitors in the class had a uh, 2005 Focus with a Duratech engine in it. And the other competitor, who's a, a good friend of mine and also a bicycle enthusiast, had a, a Focus ST. And at the end of two days of racing, we were less than a second apart for first, second, and third. <laughs> and each one of us had had first place at some point through the weekend. So it was really like, like that's the really fun part about Rallycross is like the the racing can be so competitive it's literally down to if one person hits a cone or not they can win the weekend or lose the whole thing where did you find a skid plate for a prius um i went to (laughs) (laughs) that's the one question that's been in my head question like i get the snow tires but i just see you walking into like a a rally place like i would like a skid plate for my prius please um it may surprise you to learn they don't make one what? I know. No, it's not stop. a comp- it's That not makes no sense at all. I it's don't understand. It's the not industry a- for that's got to be huge. <laughs> I, I, How do you drive in the left lane without hitting something without a skid plate? It's amazing. Um, no, I just went to a metal supermarket and got a big piece of cardboard you and a one. big chunk of aluminum and made one, bolted it to the bottom of the car, and just went out and started bouncing off rocks. <laughs> makes sense. Because why not? I feel inspired. Yeah. I think this is the only time I've ever thought actually about, about buying a Prius. I know. Well, and I mean, the, the the thing is, I hate... I I'm not hate going to, to, but I thought about it. <laughs> I hate to espouse Prius technology in an environment like Driver's Club here, but um, like having the gas engine plus the electric motor... Yeah, you got all the torque. All like the you got all the torque, and at some point in, in when you're driving in the dirt, you have too much power. Like mm. I've, I've seen cars, um, there was a guy that brought down a... Uh, I can't remember what the classification was, but it was a full rally prepped Fiesta ST that was like like one step above all the other Fiestas, STs. Um, and literally, I watched him spin all the way through fourth gear on a straightaway. 
Like, it was, and he had he had like full on rally yeah. tires on it, and it was just too much power for the course. So moderating your setting yourself a limit of like having just enough power to pull the car as fast as you can, but but not go overboard is is kind of yeah. It's finding that finding that sweet spot for the the event you're in because otherwise you're not making the corners and you're missing the gates. You should have filmed when you drove into the first event with the Prius. I mean that had I mean Jaws had just like wait a minute he's he's driving up to the start line. No, is he lost? Well, it's funny because all they hear is the (laughs) and then you get to the start line and it just shuts off. Are you ready to go? Go ahead and start your engine. It's on. <laughs> and then you've got you know you've got the Subarus that are like you know yeah. on, oh, yeah. the, on the two step and they're at the start line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure. And then then yeah. you come up with the pr- and like um, there was a course worker that came up and they said like it was so funny because all we heard when you're driving by was just rocks bouncing off the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they did all they that was all they heard. Um, Eco rally car. You know, John at Metropolitan just got a Tesla Model Three, and I think he needs to change oh, it up I've, a bit. You know. A Metropolitan Detail rally car. I like it. And a Tesla. I think a, yeah. te- I think a Tesla in all-wheel drive class, stock all-wheel drive class, would absolutely destroy. But aren't the it, batteries on the bottom of a Tesla? Yeah, <laughs> you just armor it. Yeah. Just armor I mean, you're not, it? I mean, because it's not like jumping rally cross. It's, it's, well, I understand. It wouldn't be like saying. WRC style. So as long as you're not doing a lot of heavy jumping, yeah, you're probably were, right. If you were to pierce a battery, I mean, nothing bad ever happened. No, no. no. Batteries, so it's fine. Lithium yeah. ion fires are fine in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to catch on fire? Wood? Right. There's more trees around <laughs> here. It's They'll fine. Back. Yeah. We've it, never it, had a wildfire problem. It's a replenishable resource. <laughs> it's fine. It'll, it grows back eventually. Exactly. <laughs> Priuses are good for the environment. <laughs> well, now that we've done our best to generate some hate mail, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back <laughs> with a totally inappropriate break conversation as usual. <laughs> if you're a member of Drivers Club, you should be here. <laughs> Nothing we can ever say out loud, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Keep our highfalutin status here in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> and I welcome our new robot overlords. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I welcome our new robot overlords. <laughs> I, I for sure I welcome our robot overlords. Yeah. I was just laughing. Uh, Doug was nice enough to mention that they're getting Drivers Club uh, bicycle kits, jerseys, and everything. Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> you can wear them while you're doing that off-road biking thing. I think he. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think he said he was going to make you guys wear them during the podcast too. Not if he wants guests to come back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Am I sexy? Tell me I'm sexy. <laughs> Yeah, Doug, have you ever seen the Drivers Club stretched out so bad it barely says DC? <laughs> yeah, I'll wear a spandex for you, buddy. It just turns into a solid white line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, buddy. In a, uh, a small world, a friend of mine wanted me to say hello to you. Actually, I didn't tell you. That's Lisa Kirk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So the rally world is a small world. I used to work with a lady named Lisa, and she was big into the big into the the Northwest Rally scene until she moved away, but I, she heard you were coming on our show, and she said, oh, tell him hello. He's an old friend of mine. Yeah, so I haven't uh, I haven't talked to her for quite a while, but... Uh, she used a few other Joe's words, but... Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You tell that... Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said you know. Yeah. No. You know what you did. Yep. 
So I've got my Prius that I hate, and I'm tired of blocking the left lane, and I want to do rally. How do I go sign up, and what do I do? Uh, so if you, like, the easiest way to keep track of, like, what Northwest Rally Association is doing is on their Facebook page. Um, just go like and follow their Facebook page, and uh, they'll publish uh, all the upcoming schedules. Um, I think the first race coming up at Riverdale Raceway, which is down by Tootle, um, is uh, that March. That does not narrow it down for me at all. So, southern Washington. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't know where something is on a map? Do you know where Tootle, Washington is? No, but people know. I know. People I know. know I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know where the Brooklyn Tavern is. Oh, okay. That's better. But okay, I don't yeah. know where Tootle, Washington is. <laughs> that road going to the Brooklyn Tavern would make a great rally stage. It's so actually really close because they run a rally through Capitol Forest, which oh, okay. is the forest we drove through. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Northwest Rally Association, uh, they, they do a really good job of keeping their, their schedules published. And I don't think they've got the full schedule published for 2019 as of like right now. Um, but as they get dates finalized, they put it up and let everybody know. And then you can go sign up uh, through their stuff. Cool. Um, and they also have a website, northwestrallyassociation.com, I believe. Nice. And what kind of car prep do you need to do to even if you want to do amateur rally stuff like that? Well, so so for your what your type of racing you're doing, not right? Like so so rally cross really prep for amateur anything, right? What, what <laughs> kind of prep you got to do? <laughs> Is this another one of those inappropriate conversations? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's basically, I guess, to summarize it, uh, for rally cross, there's nine groups that you can race in. So you can do uh, stock, prepared, or modified, and then front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, or all wheel drive. Okay. So, and then you have, uh, so stock, like front wheel drive, you have stock, prepared, modified, and as you do things to your car, you move up into classes. So stock, you're pretty limited to what you can do. Starting out, the best thing you can do is just like buy a set of snow tires, even a used set of snow tires and put them on a, like have a set of spare rims. Or if you just have a set of snow tires laying around that you're not really fond of, because <laughs> they will get, they will get torn up. Yeah. And, uh, do something to protect your oil pan like whether you buy a skid plate or weld a piece of steel to the skid plate or the oil pan you already have and then just go out and have fun it doesn't you don't have to have a cage you don't have to have harnesses it's really like the the most sounds safe safe safe-ish it is it is very safe actually you're not gonna nail a stump no um so one of the biggest differences between stage rally and rally cross is the uh the course design stage rally here you know you have a co-driver you're flying through the woods at 100 miles an hour and you know there's any opportunity um you and a tree could intersect um especially here right <laughs> uh so rally cross speeds are usually the courses are designed so the speeds are low like up to 40 45 miles an hour which is a lot off road still it is a lot but there's also they're also designed with runoff so you're not uh, you're not doing 45 miles an hour through a corner next to a tree. You're doing 45 miles an hour through a corner that might have <laughs> might have. <laughs> it's easy to talk shit about a sport you're not qualified in doing, so I can do that. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But the runoffs are very uh, very uh, generous. Generous, yes. Yeah. So you'll have you know 20, 30 feet of gravel beyond where you're at before you get into anything so as far as like being nice to your car it's about the nicest you can be racing off-road yeah you're still spraying gravel but you're not you know beyond that yeah pretty pretty much good to go accidents happen in any sport but you're much less risk obviously yeah and you know as the course you know depending on where you're racing if it's a harder packed course you know the course is going to last longer and not get as torn up but you know during the day it will get rutted out and you know you may be like churning rocks out of the ground that are you know the size of watermelons and stuff like that um so that's where the skid plate comes that into play. Some damage. It, it can i remember uh, i think it was at uh i want to say it was
shows at Spirit Peaks, which is also down in the southern part of Washington, or at Dirtfish. There was a guy who brought out his brand new Focus RS. <laughs> Beautiful blue Focus RS, and uh, he he raced it, and I. I only saw him for part of the day, but I had heard that there was a significant amount of front bumper parts that came out of that car on his on his loops around the course. It's a low car. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. It, isn't that what that car did? I mean, that it has its racing history in the fact that everybody that Ford did not bring it here, and then they were selling it in in Europe, and people were using it. But then it comes here, and people. Yeah, but I mean, if you think of like a Focus RS rally car, any kind of like WRC you've got rally a higher car, gr- you've, ground got, clearance, you've got ground clearance, you've got skid plates, you've got a race team with replaceable bumpers that have a budget. <laughs> you know, you do that with your stock car, it's just not built for it. You, any, to, Especially any type of racing, even autocross, you're still doing mods. We should try. We know a couple of people with blue Focus RSs. I'm sure they'd loan it to us. We know a lot of people with blue Focus <laughs> RSs, <laughs> actually. I can name color. three off the top of my yeah, head, actually. A fantastic car, but... I saw a red one a couple of days ago. Oh, that's a nice color. So that's like the special edition. But yeah, um, it, it, it's so. How long did you race the 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 Prius for? So I did that for one season, and then decided that the car I was driving to work probably wasn't the best one to be bouncing through the woods in. <laughs> oh, you were still <laughs> using it as a commuter. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the second season, I picked up a three hundred dollar Volkswagen Golf. Huh, and nice uh, step up. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it was uh, a lateral step, but yeah, yeah, it was like a 1990 golf that had been sitting in a guy's backyard for like two years. Sure, perfect. And uh, it was absolutely perfect. So yeah. put a skid plate on it, put some snow tires on it, painted it, stickered it up, went out and raced it for a whole season. Uh, last season, I ended up second in stock class overall for the whole season, um, which I was I was really happy about. And that's um, all you had to do to for the stock classes: snow tires and a skid plate. Is that all you were allowed to? You you were kind of um, so you, that out. So you can do and i forgive me i can't remember all of the the no the i want, class I want, mods. I want bullet points come on Ooh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, this test already. and yeah. it's time for a break this is why we don't have nice <laughs> things right here no. <laughs> you can do cat back exhaust i think you can modify one sway bar no oh, okay so you could either add or remove one snow tires skid plate skid plate is kind of open you can do whatever you want there seems like that'd be a good idea but like some of the weird stuff like you if you change a steering wheel that puts you in a prepared so okay. like some things that are considered performance upgrades or weight reductions will put you into the higher classes. Rally tires will put you in a prepared class. Versus snow tires? Yes. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So you could go out there with, with no other mods on a completely stock car and run rally tires and be in, prepared, in the prepared class. Interesting. So you took your you took out your eight track, sir. You're in the prepared class. <laughs> That's weight reduction. <laughs> That's weight reduction. Yeah, yeah. The rules are designed, even though they frustrate me sometimes, because it's like, well, I really want to do that to the car to make it more competitive, and stay in class. But the rules are designed to keep it um, as competitive for you know people that are going to just come out and do it on a, like a weekend warrior type thing. Well, like you were saying Which before the break, you know, you've got you had a Focus RS, the Prius, and and the other car that were you were a second saw. Focus ST. I mean, Focus yeah. ST. Sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah it was an ST. Um, and then a stock uh, two-liter Duratec Focus and a Prius. We were all like within half, within a within a second um, of each other after two days of racing. Well, and those basic rules keep it really competitive and really easily uh, available to people who don't want to invest a ton of money or don't have a ton of money to invest. Right. You can still drive. I, mean, I wouldn't. I still don't recommend driving your daily for any form of racing. But if you are low on cash and you really want to get there and try some stuff. Perfect. Yeah, so like, the snow tires isn't gonna run you that much. No, like when I built the golf it was it was a thousand dollars. That was my like that was my budget. I'm like I'm gonna build this car for a thousand dollars. So I got three hundred bucks and like changed a bunch of stuff that kept me within class, put snow tires on it and like 
painted the front of it because it was like two different colors, three different colors. The whole car was like three different colors. Um, Aren't those those special Volkswagen? Like special uh, edition now. No, you're thinking yeah. of the Harlequins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a Harlequin. <laughs> nope, not a Harlequin. <laughs> yeah, okay. I would have left that. That would have sure, been. Yeah, that would have been, been awesome. Yeah. Um, this just sounds like a lot of fun. So yeah, for, I mean, like pretty much anybody can go out and replicate that formula. You know, a thousand dollar car, throw, put some snow tires on it, and just go out and have fun and just get familiar with handling your car well past the limit. And it's a really safe environment. You just need to have a helmet and then, you know, they'll tech your car at the event. But if you're mechanically savvy, you can kind of tech your car beforehand, you know, like simple stuff, like make sure your battery isn't flopping around in the engine compartment, have it really secured. I use a ratchet strap to, to ratchet it to the battery tray just to make sure that it didn't bounce around. And then like, make sure you don't have a broken windshield, make sure your wheel bearings are, are tight. You know, you don't have any play in your wheel bearings. Yeah, I'd imagine pretty, pretty, this is one of those things that we would wear in different areas than you would expect. Wheel bearings, struts, just like that's just going to blow out, not from jumping the car, but just that constant up and down. Yeah, I mean, you're, it, it, I got the car on two wheels last year at one of the events. <laughs> not intentionally, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they, they, they actually did a course change after that because I, I came out <laughs> through a corner and, and yeah, the, the promoter, Northwest Rally Association, did a really good job of making, like, they do a good job of making sure people are safe. And in that situation, they're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> everybody stop. And uh, I'm sitting there going, can we, can we make the corner less so we do, Everybody goes up on two wheels? <laughs> Sounds like a good promotion to me, yeah. like the two-wheel corner. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, I'm like, this would be a really fun and really cheap little event we could do. A thousand bucks is not a large investment on a car. I'm sitting here thinking about trying to convince Doug to loan me one of his Porsches. Right? <laughs> hey, what? Doug, you want to do Rallycross? In a Porsche? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Oh, yeah, stock rear wheel drive. And the nice thing is you only need one car for the both of you. So there you go. You can do what's called dual drive. Oh, that's bad. If you guys ever want to go to YouTube rabbit hole, look up Porsche GT3 RS Rally, and it's the most glorious sounds and videos you've ever seen on YouTube. It is amazing. Yeah. You haven't seen fun until you see somebody jump a GT3 RS. Whoa. Yeah. And if you <laughs> want to cry, go down the rally hole of, of soldiers coming home and their families and their dogs, <laughs> and he will cry in bed. <laughs> That, that's unrelated, but I just thought I'd tell you that. So. Thanks for that. Exactly. <laughs> that is a really sad rabbit hole. Well, it's, it's actually a really happy rabbit hole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you don't understand. The dog hasn't seen him in like seven months. <laughs> Sorry. We had a conversation about that on Saturday. We were talking to a friend of ours. It's like his wife didn't like the fact that he was doing that in the middle of the bed. <laughs> he had headphones on. He was sobbing. <laughs> but you don't understand. <laughs> the dog Sorry. is so happy. But the dog's happy. And then the little boy comes in. And then just <laughs> so. Sorry. I, this, this interruption brought to you by Ritalin. <laughs> and McLaren of Bellevue. And McLaren of Bellevue. Yes. And, yeah, you and know who you are. Yeah. 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 You're listening. You're crying, You're sobbing. Still sad yeah. and happy at the same <laughs> time. Happily, happily sad. Yeah. There's nothing like depressants and, and uh, uppers to really just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I swear. <laughs> Why are you leaking? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Just diversion. Yeah. So you you raced the uh, the golf last year. You're going to race it again this year. Uh, so I I felt that like where I was at with the car, I I, I either would take it to a new build or try something different. Sure. And so I was like. I decided to sell that car, which is nice because, like, at the end of the season, I'm not out a whole ton of money. I can race it for a year, sell it to someone else that wants to get into the sport. And I picked up a uh, Nissan NX2000. Oh. 
NX which is 2000. a weird little yep. 90s car. Yep, real round back end, right? Yep, yeah. SR20 engine, Yeah. front-wheel drive, uh, limited slip factory differential, T-tops, Yep. and I think they called them the egg. Yep, my friend Carrie in high school had one. Uh, so Tasha and Doug Miko, who you know. Yeah, uh, for, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm Googling it, I and I don't know if I've actually ever seen one on... On the there, there's a target top. Wow, it's a T top or T top. Okay, yeah, even cooler. Let your mullet fly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Is there a Japanese version of Skinnerd? <laughs> <laughs> Not one we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> Freebird means something totally different in that song. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, I had a friend in high school that Tasha and Doug Miko and I all used to hang out and talk cars. And our friend Carrie had one. Small mem- weird memories. So yeah, that's the that's going to be the. Uh, I'm still working on getting that done uh, for this season. It was kind of it's kind of funny the story behind that car. Actually, I bought it from a gentleman. I just put I was looking for one and I put an ad on Craigslist because I'm like, well, I'm just tired of like looking and finding these things in like Portland and Spokane and you know like Northern California. So I was like, oh, I'll just put an ad on Craigslist and see what happens. And literally ten minutes later, I got a response from a guy. He's like, I'm in Seattle and I have one I want to sell. And <laughs> I went and looked at it. And I'm like, okay, so it runs and drives. How much do you want for this? He's like, well, you know, I put a lot of work into this thing. I was, I was thinking like 500 bucks. <laughs> I'm like, done. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking 250 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he hands me a big stack of receipts, and I come home with the car, and I'm working on it, and I'm looking underneath it, and I'm like, you know, the front bumper is like, like the whole bottom of the front bumper is torn out. The oil pan's folded in. I'm like, what happened to this car? He's like, so I get an email from him back, and, He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, so this car is kind of famous in the Seattle world. It, uh, it went over a curb at a QFC in a snowstorm, and it was ended up sitting there for like four days, and Como News came and took a whole bunch of pictures of it. So I have a picture at home of it, like literally like the back end's up on a curb and the front end's like <laughs> down on a sidewalk at a 45-degree angle. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's, uh, I guess urban, there's – Urban rally. Yeah, yeah urban so rally. Ur- yeah. I, I guess now, he, that's a sport I could do, I, I guess especially he, in Seattle. <laughs> so he, he tried – the pedestrians there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some of those on-the-road bicycle people? I'll edit that out. Keep going. <laughs> Leave in the part where you say I'll edit that, edit that oh, out. I'm going okay, to. all right, yeah. great. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that that's uh, so I've I've fixed the oil pan and a whole bunch of other stuff underneath the car. I got all bent up, and um, so that's going to be the the rally cross car for this season. And hopefully uh, a little bit more competitive because I went from about 85 horse to 140. And a factory limited slip. Yeah. So, and like stock class, you can't modify the differential, but if it has a limited slip from the factory, it's fair game. And so. Nissan made a good limited slip. That was a good slip. I mean, I had a, a guy I worked with at a, a Nissan uh, Sentra SER. Yeah, same a, car. Yeah, it was the same thing. It was so light. It was that early body style, too, the early 90s when mm-hmm. they weighed nothing. Yeah, the, it was the, like you got hit in the side, you were done. Yeah, but B13, were fa- B13 chassis, I think, is the, the yeah, early SER. Yeah, quick little things. And yeah. man, it gripped. Yeah. Cool. I think one of those older Ford, Ford probes, the two-door Ford probes, that'd be a really good car. The Mazda probe. Not the Mazda probe. No, the, Ford. the Ford probe, the Mazda MX-6, they yeah. were all like that yeah. same chassis thing. Yeah, yeah. those two-door. I had a neighbor that had one of those, kept it pristine. I just, I just kept, for some reason, it seems like it'd be a really it's good car. It's fun to get yeah. creative with this, with this idea, and I mm-hmm. hope some of the Avance guys are listening, because they're the crew that'll be like, yeah, we're totally doing we this. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> they're do totally this. the guys yeah. that'll be like, how do we do this? Where do we sign up? I'll mm-hmm. leave Jeff's, all of his information on, on the page as usual, but if anybody's thinking about doing this, this sounds like a lot of fun. It's I've, I guess I've never really considered getting into it at that entry level, because anything off-road at all, I've learned there's nothing more expensive than off-road, especially slow, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> so... 
Well, the cost of entry is so low. Like, yeah, uh, you you buy you build the car for, I mean, you could you know buy snow tires off of Craigslist for forty bucks. Exactly. You know, mounted on wheels, ready to go. That's when you're like, I want to try to find a car with a good motor and fourteen inch wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because then you're getting as cheap as it gets. I'm thinking Rain City Rally cars. I mean, just I, right ooh, off the bat. Yeah. Hang it, now I'm gonna have to like <laughs> register that before this even comes out, or somebody will <laughs> take it. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> like, just edit that out. <laughs> um. The other benefit of it is the the entry fees to the race are low, um, like uh, usually sixty five, seventy five bucks for for a day of racing. Dang, yeah, that's nothing. So in, in the world of racing, that's that's a lot of fun. And, and like I've said many, many times, a free shout out for Dirtfish. The most fun I've ever had in a car was Dirtfish, mm-hmm. and just you didn't have to drive fast to have a great time because you're just sliding around through the gravel. And if I had a car I didn't care about, even better. We have a friend that just bought a, a, a 350Z uh, uh, convertible. We could see if he wants to loan us his car to go rally Oh, around. that's right. Yeah, I just, mean, he seems gullible. Just don't tell him. Just don't tell him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his wife's on board. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. She's like, she usually is with things we say. Uh, <laughs> all right. Speaking of which, let's take a quick break so our videographer can catch up, and we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> we got all sorts off topic on the break, talking about the the gambler and some Crown Vic racing, and we're like all the things we could race. Yep, it's getting expensive, but I like it. <laughs> I feel like the true gambler car is an RX-7 because driving it at all is a gamble, pretty much. So if you can win a race, oh, you're talking about an RX-7 with the rotor engine with still the in rotor it. engine oh, good, still yeah. in it. Yeah. So I mean, just getting it to the gambler, even on a trailer, would be an experience. Hey, did I see that Dom gave up on rotor engines finally? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, good. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, just checking. Yeah, I thought I, thought I saw a video that said it, he finally just gave up. But yeah. Oh wow, it's been a good one. Yeah. So that's not all to you. We didn't bring you on here just to talk about racing, which is great because everybody loves that, especially since it's so accessible with rally, which is a whole autocross is great. But I don't know, man. You'd have a tough time pulling me away from racing off road at yeah. any level because it's just fun to slide things around. But. You have a YouTube channel as well, Throttle yes. Grotto. Yep. Uh, I started Throttle well, that's Grotto. that's how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how many people are Throttle Grotto. Yep. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Sounds a little turkey-ish. Yeah. Yep. We're going to create a new entrance for you. Yeah. Grottle. Welcome to Throttle Grotto. <laughs> that's how I should start my new videos. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Grotto. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube will find some way to demonetize you for, you know, yeah. You know oh, yeah. perverted voices easily, or something. Easily. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so I started that about two years ago. Um, it was kind of a, I just did it on a whim. I literally had found a GoPro in the woods. And, uh, <laughs> that's slightly scary footage. It, it, it was, yeah, it, let's say primitive. Um, <laughs> and uh, Wait a minute, I lost a GoPro on the... You <laughs> son of a... <laughs> I, hey, I didn't mention the footage that you left on the GoPro, but... What happens in the woods stays in the woods. <laughs> something, something, soup kitchen? Anyway. <laughs> Prius. No, <Yep. laughs> so, yeah, it, it, was, it was one of the things I was thinking about, and I just finally was... It, it, it's kind of the rule of YouTube. If you're thinking about just about doing it, just do it. 
Yeah. Like, you're going to start out, it's, your first videos are going to be terrible. I went into it knowing nothing about editing and... Like, it just sounds like our podcast. <laughs> I know, I say, Does this seem familiar? Yeah. <laughs> we just chose not to film it. <laughs> oh, wait. We're filming it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're filming it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I need you to sign something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking off your shirt? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's dirty time. Where's that black sofa come from? <laughs> oh. It's leatherette. <laughs> Wow, that took a dark turn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so about your car-based YouTube channel, just to be clear. We swear it's car-based. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Dan's much editing. So much editing. Speaking of which, did you know we're hiring an intern for yes. free? <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of work for this intern. Yeah, you can actually hear what happens at Rain City Supercars. <laughs> What the rest of the world does not know. Yeah, so, so you found a GoPro. Yeah, I found a GoPro, and I was like, you know, I've been I've been playing around with cars for a long time. I moved out to Seattle in '95 and kind of started building cars. Then um, started building cars with a friend of mine in his garage, and for some reason, I ended up working on his cars more than mine. Uh, I know how that happens. Yeah, Hi, but Brandon, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my mechanic. <laughs> But, uh, you know, learned kind of, you know, everything's kind of been self-taught. I've, ne- I've, I've never really been a professional mechanic and uh, rented a shop in Tacoma for about 20 years. It was a race car shop at one point. You know, I learned a lot from, from the guys down there and, you know, just started putting cars together and, you know, like put it together, drive it for a while, sell it, put it together, drive it for a while, sell it, you know, kind of build up your, your skills and your knowledge that way. At one point, I decided that my goal was to do a magazine car, so I built a couple of cars that ended up in magazines cool. um, in Europe even uh, in uh, performance VW. Oh, I read that wrong. I thought he built the car out of magazines. I'm I did, sorry. but no, that's what I meant. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem very good for Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, so a lot of the builds back then were everything was documented on forums, you know, mm-hmm. and once once Photo Bucket kind of took the forums away from everyone <laughs> with the whole debacle that they did, it thing, I think that, that's when really people started shifting over to the to the video and documenting builds on video. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I started like, OK, I'm going to this is what I'm going to do this week and I'm going to film it and put it on YouTube. And probably the best thing about the whole about doing it has been my dad has actually been able to watch the builds as I'm doing them. So he gets to see what I'm doing in the shop and then I'll talk to him on the phone. He's like, oh yeah, I saw your video and blah, blah, blah. And you know, so you go to that car show and you film that car show and that was really cool. And I remember that car back in the day. So it's been a good thing that uh, like I can dialogue with my dad about stuff that he sees in the videos. Um, So that's been a really nice little bonus of it to kind of open up that line of communication just with, you know, something to kind of tie my, me and my dad back together. That's great. Because he didn't, he didn't really strike me as a car guy when I was growing up. But now that I've talked to him, he's got all these car stories. And, you know, like, I didn't realize how much of a car guy he was and how big of an influence that was on me when I was growing up. But now it's like I hear all his car stories. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's probably where I get it from. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now it all makes sense. Yeah, now it's yeah. All, it all ties it together. You, you took the YouTube channel and went down to SEMA this year, right? Yeah, um, or last I've, year I should say, 2018. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've gone to SEMA the past couple of years, um, and that was uh, that was really uh, that was kind of a bucket list thing for me too. That's an experience. It's yep. yeah, bucket, uh, SEMA is uh, definitely the the highest level of automotive insanity that you can get to. I think. Yep. Um, good way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's overwhelming. Oh it's, yeah, there's no other way to say it. It's just like anything you can dream of, any th- build you've ever thought of. 
it's going to be at SEMA if it's any good. And the man, some of the builds down there. It's like I said, nothing is singer level, but it's damn close at SEMA. Yeah. The, the first time I went to SEMA, I was literally walking through the parking lot to get my badge. And uh, my brain had melted, like just going through the parking lot and seeing the builds in the parking lot. I hadn't even gotten into the building yet. Yeah. And I'm like, what is, what is this place? You know, this is just insane. Yeah, it's a fabricator's dream to see some of the stuff they come up with. The level of... It's not just the money, it's the creativity. That's really what sets it apart. There's enough money going around where you see some pretty insane builds, but the creativity that goes in some of these cars is just, yeah. Anyway, if you have, if you have the chance to go to SEMA, anybody, go to SEMA. That's definitely a bucket list item for any car person. I remember seeing the photos like back when we, when I was working at like Best Buy and stuff like that in Spokane. When, remember when Sony and place they used to make those cars? Like, yeah, they were they were Scions and things like that. Mm-hmm. They were I mean they were, it was just incredible like yeah, the ingenuity I've, and things like that. My buddy Jeff Jeff Miller JMI Motors who yeah. did a lot of my original stuff he built a car for a Scion to go down there for SEMA. Wow, and it was insane. It was a lifted four wheel drive TC chopped into a truck. Now, the next thing you're going to tell me is people are, you know, using Rallycross Priuses. I mean, I, I know, don't believe right? you. Crazy so, I mean, stuff. it's just, that's way too out there, Dan. No, you, you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. people are out there making, you know, skid pans for Priuses. <laughs> I think all Priuses should come with skid plates. That way you can run them off the road and you're not worried about hurting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this opinion was brought to you by... <laughs> Left Lane Prius. Left Lane Prius. <laughs> <laughs> Left Lane Prius and Nicholas Bergeron. <laughs> Does not represent Rain City Supercars at any time. Yeah. Even though he's a host. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm a host on your podcast. You know, it's funny. We'll get hate mail about the bicycles. Even me joking. But the Priuses, no. No. That's just kind of an agreed on thing. We, our, we, our hate mail started, remember, with uh, the PT Cruisers. So That's don't true. about that. So, yeah. yeah. Somebody tagged us in a post today. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Hideous post. Hideous post. Did they yeah. Photoshop you into the front seats no, of the PT Cruiser this, convertible? No, it was this, like, lowered... Um, some like wide body yeah, um, race build race built abomination of a car uh, yeah it was which a, i mean more than a pt cruiser already is it was an abomination of a car which is saying a lot yeah I, yeah i don't understand it Neither. nor will i ever <laughs> but i mean it was uh it's it's more than anyone should have to uh, oh great somebody liberty walked a pt cruiser <laughs> If you're going to liberate a PT Cruiser, just shoot it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Liberty Walk. Sorry. Yeah. I, got, I took that wrong. Same, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Has that played out yet? Nope. We, oh, man. Why won't that die? I don't know. <laughs> I hate over fenders. I don't know. It started with a GTR crowd. You tell me. I know. <laughs> Your people started I know. It. Shots fired. <laughs> you should be ashamed. Okay. And I like RWB, but man. Wide fenders and spacers. Yeah. RWB does it right, but Yeah. So uh, we kind of got off topic, but uh, throttle, never. grottle, damn it, throttle, <laughs> <laughs> uh, grotto. That those too. of us who have been speaking English. Uh, <laughs> Nick's over there going, "Me fail English? That's Man. impossible." <laughs> I graduated and got my diplomat, so uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. We were talking about YouTube, though. Yeah. Thank God, people who put stuff on YouTube, even the most rudimentary stuff, because I had I don't know how many basic maintenance brake jobs I've done. I'm like, thank God, somebody put this on YouTube so I can find that hidden bolt that I didn't know was <laughs> back there. Mark Green learned how to do cars, yeah, by watching YouTube, YouTube videos. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Trust me, if you're doing it, it's interesting to the right person. In fact, we've been planning the Seamont Rally, and there was this road that I cannot wait to take everybody on, but I was like, eh, it looks kind of sketchy, and I found a video of a guy riding it on a motorcycle. Oh, really? So I messaged him on YouTube and said, hey, how's this road? Have you ridden it recently? And he goes, yeah, I just rode it at the end of last year. He says, well, he said, if you guys are just want a great view and you're not going too crazy... 
then you'll have a great time on this road because it's only about one and a half lanes wide in places. Oh, okay. And so I was, oh, you're always sketchy. I got to go pre-drive it, of course, but it's nice to have people to reach out to who have done stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So great resource. Yeah. Are you, are you enjoying being a YouTuber? Um, with, I mean, with, with, I mean, not to go political here, but you know, you look at the what's happened to YouTube in the last year, and it's it's been tough to be a YouTuber. It, it's actually it, it, it's it is a tough platform to be a part of, uh, especially with uh, like when you're starting out. There's a, a threshold that you have to meet to get monetized. Sure. And you know, until you hit that thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time in the, in a twelve month rotating window, um, you're doing it for free. And uh, you have to have 400 hours in one year. 4,000 hours of watch time 4, in, in, in a 12-month window. And that, that meeting both of those criteria will allow you to be monetized. Wow. So There's a lot of people in the world. I can see how it can be done, but getting that, getting that started and going, man, that's tough. Yeah. And you know, when you're filming and editing and doing all the... And uh, doing so- your real job. And right. And the social media, rally. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. social media promotions and builds and uh, search engine optimization. and all, it, There's a, an incredible amount of stuff to learn, but there's also an incredible amount of resources out there that you can utilize to, to do your own YouTube channel. So I would say anybody interested in doing a YouTube channel, just go ahead, just do it. You know, you don't need any special equipment. You don't need special cameras or anything like that. You can literally film it with your phone and edit it with your phone and upload a video to YouTube. And, you know, you're going to get better. You're going to desire more, better equipment, but uh, you got to start somewhere. And that's kind of, kind of where I did. It was like, I got to start it somewhere and you know, you got the growing pains of going through, you know, the first couple of years of making videos and learning how to do things. And you look back and you're like, oh man, that, that first couple of videos were rough, you know? Um, but it's, it's, it's all a growing process. And, and if you think about like all the things that you have to learn, I, I, I was a RV service manager for a while, which was absolutely the worst job of my life. But it's kind of like, it's kind of like an RV where you have, you have an engine, you have transmission, you have HVAC, you have plumbing, you have wiring, uh, carpentry, like everything that goes into uh, a wobbly box rolling down the road that you have to know to be an RV technician. It's kind of so the YouTube same. is a mobile box of crap. Got it. Yes. Perfect. Just like an RV. <laughs> yeah. Got it. It's <laughs> <laughs> sure. a mobile meth lab. Mobile meth lab. Yes. <laughs> Very breaking bad. Okay. Um, but well, yeah. People get addicted. It works out. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Um, Maybe terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Some, people keep watching. Some people keep watching. Um, but it, it's also rewarding. Like uh, when I went to see this last year I was talking to uh, a younger kid and uh, we were just hanging out and he kept looking at me funny he kept looking at me funny and finally he just looks at me he's like do you have a YouTube channel I was like yeah he's like oh I've watched a couple of your videos and that was really cool just to be like you know couple thousand or a couple hundred miles away from home somewhere where there's you know thousands and thousands of people that are in the cars and just some young guy was like oh yeah i reckon it took me like 10 minutes but i recognized you and you know definitely not the poster in the bathroom that was something well no it was a milk carton yeah it was a milk carton (laughs) have you seen this man (laughs) i think i saw you at the post office on the wall pretty much (laughs) yeah so what's next for you guys in throttle grotto uh racing let's see here so i got the rally cross season coming up i've got a trip so last year I did a, a series on Throttle Grotto called Carvelas, and they were short stories about uh, people and the cars and the stories behind them. We should use that content. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's, it might it's make a better kind podcast. Of, I know. I don't know. Yeah, probably yeah, would yeah. be. Podcasts are we'll good think, right we'll now. We'll think about it. Yeah, yeah. it's way easier to make no <laughs> That's money. That's a lot with, of commitment, Dan. <laughs> it, it's way easier to make no money with a podcast, right? <laughs> don't we know it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you got Rainier. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's true. It's free beer. Yeah. 
Oh God, it's costing us money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking at uh, shooting some more episodes of that this year. I'm going to go down to uh, the Radwood show in NorCal coming it's up in March. Yeah, I know, Radwood in July. I'm so excited. Yeah, we were just talking to those guys in Scottsdale. Yeah. Or hopefully helping them do a little location scouting up here. That's going to be an epic event. Oh, and, and if, if any of your listeners have not been to a Radwood event, it is probably the most fun car show that I, I've ever, and I've been to a lot of car shows. Like everything from like Octobug Fest at the fairgrounds back in the 90s to I've been to Good Guys and all that kind of stuff. And the Radwood stuff is so much fun. And I think the best part of the Radwood stuff is it brings out cars that you kind of forgot about, you know? And it gives people an opportunity that have like a 84 Tercel wagon that's like mint condition to come out and just show it off. And people can be like, wow, I haven't seen one of those in that condition like ever. Since 84. You know, since 84. (laughs) And, uh, you know, there's supercars that come out and all that kind of stuff. But I think the real hero of that whole event is just like the wacky, weird cars that come out of the woodwork to come to those events and, and show off like, you know, stuff that you would drive by on the street. There is it. Is it? Bruce Wanta, who's got that perfect Civic, like a CVCC Civic. I think it might be Bruce. I, I, it sounds familiar. Or like a 76, 77. Yeah, but it's like Concours condition Ooh. Civic. See, I can get behind that. <laughs> right? It's stuff like that. It's collectors like that. But that stuff's so fun to see. Because you're just like, that doesn't exist anymore. I know. And that's that, like, I, I, I get so excited about cars like that. Because it's just like the stuff that you would, like, you would have walked by on the street. You know, but you see it in that environment. It's like, oh, that car is so cool, like just sitting here and it's in perfect no, but it's condition. it's different. Like I said, I mean, you know, we, we have the opportunity to see some beautiful cars and stuff like that. But like dancing, like if you walked by that car on the street, it would stop you because you'd go, wait a minute. Like it has no dents, no dings. It's a Civic. and like It's at LeMay right now, actually. Okay. It's, it's part of just part of LeMay does an excellent job of keeping cars like that around where they're just this intricate part of history where when the JDM market really came into the U.S. during the gas crisis mm-hmm. and you see cars like that in perfect condition. I love seeing stuff like that because there's more to it than just being a pretty car. It is a part of history in a weird way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've got some other stuff planned. I'm not I'm not ready to, to drop knowledge on that yet, but cool. I've got some, some pretty exciting... That's right. Keep them wanting. Yep, yeah. that's right. But I've got, I've got some pretty exciting stuff coming up uh, that I'm, I'm going to try to make happen for like midsummer and I'm, I'm really looking forward to kind of finishing out the year with getting some builds done. I've, I've been working on this rabbit for two and a half years now and I've owned the car for probably 10 um, but I'm trying to get that car done and get that on the road so yeah just keep so working they can on. find you on YouTube at throttle grotto yep YouTube <laughs> I did it YouTube backslash throttle grotto.com there it is. and I also have Instagram and I, I do a lot of like um, like 80s 90s type stuff that I see just like randomly on the street I'll just throw it up on Instagram so if you like that kind of stuff it's a good place to kind of check it out absolutely well, I really appreciate you coming in. Oh, and I, I'm, I'm taking your time. Like I said, I know you're a busy dude. <laughs> so no, he has a real job that's actually important. I know. <laughs> so. Protecting uh, the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on here and just you know talk to you guys and hang out and have some free beer. Oh, well, he came for the beer. That's, yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. We do too. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah. So, well, uh, for uh, for Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.